0: So many owners open their shops with the dream of doing auto repair the right way, being an asset to their community, having free time with their families, and having the ability to create a financial legacy. In reality, so many find themselves working long days, are struggling to find and keep good staff, and can barely pay the bills. Since 2016, the fastest growing automotive repair coaching company, ShopFix Academy's sole purpose is to stop the average small business from destroying the average family. Call 615-645-3683 to speak to someone on their leadership team about seeing if ShopFix Academy is a good fit for your shop. Learn more at shopfixacademy.com. Oh, so they didn't even say you couldn't buy cars in the future. They
1: pulled the note. They pulled the note. Yeah, it was a call on the note. Wow. It was a call on the line of credit. This
0: is Success Leaves Clues, an automotive industry podcast, and I'm your host, Thomas Hayes. Your note has been pulled. Those are some pretty scary words to hear for almost anyone. The thought brings up so many questions to one's mind. What would you do if that happened to you? How do you survive? Would you lose your shop, your house, your way of life? How would you come back from that? This scenario is exactly what happened to our guest, Jonathan Ortiz of Foreign Affairs Ottawa in Florida. Not only did he and his family fight and survive, they are now completely thriving. On today's show, Jonathan will share his incredible story on how to make it through when life tosses you something you can't control. It's a really important episode, so please stay tuned. An effective online presence is a critical part of your shop's growth and profitability which is why it only makes sense to use the company that many top-performing repair shops use for managing their online presence, Leads Near Me. Leads Near Me effortlessly increases your car count with a strategic combination of killer websites, high-converting Google ads, traffic-driving social media posts, and more. Reach them by text or call at 888 953 2379 or visit them online at leadsnearme.com. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. Jonathan, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Thomas. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, man. Absolutely happy to have you. I've uh, I've known you for a while and I've been really excited to have you on the show. You've got a really cool story and I'm excited to talk that out. I think there's a lot of things that people listening are going to be able to take from and, and and really help them. So I'm looking forward to this interview. Uh, but for those that don't know you, Jonathan, who are you?
1: Oh, thank you, Thomas. And thank you for having me. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of your podcast and I'd love to, awesome. uh, love to share my story. Well, my, my name is, is, is Jonathan Ortiz again. I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. The name of my shop is Foreign Affairs Auto. So, you may have heard of me, or you may have known me by these fancy cappuccinos that, that, that. we serve our customers. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's it's something that we have a lot of fun with. It's something that uh, you know we we believe a lot in the in creating you know wow memories or wow effect with with customers. So, uh, we we print these images on top of the foam of uh, hand created cappuccino beverages uh, every time a customer comes in. So if they have a birthday, we print out happy birthday. If we know that they're a Porsche client, you know, we, we print out uh, like a Porsche image or a BMW logo. So we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, our advisors uh, handcraft the, the cappuccinos uh, you know, for the customers uh, at check-in. Uh, so it's a really nice uh, experience that we try to uh, create right off, the, right off the bat for our customers when they drop their cars off.
0: That is a really cool way to kind of bring a customer into your culture. Uh, And you can't go wrong with coffee. I mean, you know, almost everybody likes coffee. Uh, I've got to ask, how much does that machine cost?
1: (laughs) I don't know if it's it's the cost of the machine. It's really the cost of the cappuccino. A lot of our customers say, well, this is the most expensive cappuccino that I've ever had in my life. But I love it. And I want more of it. But no the machine is pricey um you know we had we had to buy a couple of machines you know one machine to create the espresso uh that ran us about $1500 and then the second machine to print the images on the cappuccino froth and that that ran us about 3000 so about $4500 all that's in.
0: actually not i I was thinking you're going to tell me it was like 10 grand or something <laughs> that's almost <laughs> affordable
1: uh, yeah, no, and uh, you know, part of our onboarding, you know, when, when we onboard new advisors, uh, there, there's a section in it where we teach them how to make cappuccinos. So uh, we have a lot of fun with it, and, and our customers really, really enjoy it. It, it puts them at ease uh, as soon as they they walk in and and uh, going through the check-in process. That's great.
0: So uh, tell us a little bit about your store itself. How how big is it? What kind of numbers do you do? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, um, we have about ten thousand square feet. Uh, we're a Euro store, uh, so primarily seven brands: um, uh, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, Land Rover, Jaguar, Bentley, and um, and Rolls Royce. So the seven brands that that we service. Uh, we're a team of fourteen. Uh, last year we did uh, three point uh, what did we do three point two million. Yes, three point two million. Uh, we are pacing, tracking uh, four and a half million this That's year. That's great. So big goals, yeah, big ambitions. A very busy shop. Uh, we like to measure our metrics instead of cars. We like to measure them in cappuccinos. So we we say that we serviced over we we served over four thousand cappuccinos last year, and uh, that you know then turns into uh, cars and repair orders and and different KPIs that we measure. But we like to have fun with it, and we like to measure cappuccinos.
0: That's a really good metric. The, uh, cappuccinos per hour or something. I love it.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my understanding, you are a a family owned business and, and your shop's been around for a long time. Tell us that story.
1: Yeah. This, uh, next month is actually, or will be our 40th year in business. Wow,
0: congratulations. I'm
1: second, I'm second generation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm second generation. Uh, my mom and dad started the company in 1982. Uh, you know, single bay, dirt road, industrial warehouse park. Uh, dad was the mechanic. Mom uh, helped in, or ran the front counter, you know, was the service advisor, attended to the customers. Uh, and just, you know, uh, a great American dream story. You know, they, they immigrated from Columbia, South America, uh, came to uh, search for a better life for them and their, and, and their children that they were going to have. And that's what they did. You know, they worked hard and, and built a business.
0: What was it like in the beginning? Uh, what, what's the kind of evolution story of the shop?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I grew up in the shop. Um, you know, summer vacation, summer breaks. Uh, they'd have, you know, they would, they would, they would always involve me in, in the company. You know, they would, I would, uh, you know, help keep the shop floors, floors clean, you know, help uh, wash the customers' cars. You know, when I was old enough to drive, uh, you know, run errands, pick up parts, drive, you know, shuttle customers. Um, it was... It was just a lot of hard work you know it was, there was no shortcuts there was no uh, you know get re- uh, grow fast quick scenario it was just one customer at a time you know focusing on on delivering very good customer service and and allowing the word of mouth and and growth to happen uh back then we didn't advertise um, it was just a very very organic type of of growth that that my mom and dad uh, built up. Uh, as, as I grew up, uh, you know, they never wanted me to get involved in, with the company. You know, they they'd always told me, no, 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 we want you to go to school. We want you to, you know, uh, go to undergrad, go get your college degree, go be a lawyer, go be a doctor. You know, you go do your thing. You know, we, we don't want you to be here in the shop. You know, back, back then it was, uh, you know, we want you to do bigger and better things than, than the shop when i when i went into when i started my undergrad uh, i did my in my third year of college I, I did my internship here and you know i i fell in love with it i i fell in love with you know the customer interaction the whole you know auto repair you know i'm not a mechanic so i wasn't involved in in, in the back but something about it is that i felt a calling to it and you know one one evening i invited my parents to go out to dinner and and I served them uh, probably a couple of glasses of wine, and I said, to "Mom, Dad, I want to I want to join the family business." You know? And they said, "No, we, we had talked about this many times, and no, 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 you need to go do your thing." I said, "No, no, no, I I love what I'm doing. I love it. I love working together with a family. I want to grow. I want to help you know the, grow the company. Let me come aboard." And so uh, my mom, she said, "All right, let me talk. Let me talk with." Uh, you know, with my dad and they talked over it for a, a couple of weeks and they came back to me and they says, all right, we'll make you a deal. You can come aboard, but you, you have to promise to go get your master's degree. I said, you got a deal. So that was, uh, that was uh, 2000 and that would have been 2004 that when I, when I, you know, you know quote unquote, officially uh, joined the company.
0: What happened next?
1: Well, ambitious uh, me, 20, you know, 21 years old out of college, I said, okay, well, the next, the next step to grow this company is going to be, let's sell some used cars. You know, let's, uh, let's, let's turn this into a little mini dealer. Uh, I can run the sales department. Mom and dad can run the service and we'll, we'll make this grow. You know, for, for several years, it it went well. Uh, We got up to a point where we were selling about 30 used cars a month. Um, you know, it was, it was a natural evolution, you know, whether a customer came into our doors as a, a service customer doing an old change and then they saw a car you know, on, on the lot. They're like, "Ooh, that'd be a nice upgrade. You know, we would then uh, you convert them into a, a, a you know, a, a car buyer. Or if they bought a car from us, they'd come back to us for, for service. So it was a natural, uh, you know, back then it, we felt that that was the um, natural, the best way to go. And it went really, really well, and until uh, a, a couple of, of things happened, um, there were two big events that that happened. This would have been around 2016. We got a letter from one of our banks that this would have been from Chase Bank. Uh, Chase said that we are no longer wanting to do business with independent car dealers, so we're we're no longer going to want to extend consumer financing, right? Cause we use chase to uh, offer financing when you wanted mm-hmm. to buy a car. So they, they would say, we're not, we're not going to do any more business with, with independence. Um, we're going to, we're going to retract our agreement and you're going to have to find other ways to finance the cars. Well, uh, at that time, all the other big banks were doing the same thing. So we were running out of ways on offering competitive financing to our customers, you know, a customer would want to buy a car and it's either, okay, well, great. You know, we want to buy it, you know, go ahead and write us a $30,000 check or, <laughs> or we we'll get your own financing, you know? So it, it, be, it, we knew that was going to take a big effect. And then a couple of months later, we then got another letter from our, our, uh, our major floor plan provider. And they said, Hey, we're doing the same exact thing. We're, we're not, we don't want to do business with independence anymore. So your, you know, one million dollar floor plan that we have with you, uh, we're gonna we're gonna make a call on it. We, you have, you know, sixty days to pay back the million bucks. Wow.
0: Explain what a floor plan is for folks in case you are not familiar with that term.
1: Sure. So a, a floor plan is the finance company that that finances your inventory. You know, so if you had a, an inventory of, you know, forty forty vehicles on the lot. Uh, they there's the bank that, that financed that inventory while the cars are being offered for sale. So once the car is sold, you pay back the the floor plan and you go out and buy another car. So it, it's like a line of credits.
0: So you lost your credit extending to customers, and then you lost your ability to purchase more vehicles.
1: Right. And this all happened within two or three
0: months. That is scary. Were they related things? Like, What, what, what was causing that, do you think, for the, both those things to happen?
1: Some, some around that time era, something in the, you know, in the economy, something was happening with the big banks where, where they were just changing strategy and they were, you know, retracting from doing business with independents and they were wanting to do more business with franchise dealers, you know, BMW dealer, Mercedes dealer, and so forth. So, uh, I don't know what was, what was there. Um, but you know, they, they, both, both those letters came within a couple of months and, and that really, really put us in a, in a very difficult, difficult position because, as you know, used cars, they lose value every day, right? So, when we got a notice that in 60 days, we had to pay back a million dollars, if we went out and, and liquidated all of our cars, it was only worth, you know, two three 300000
0: Oh, so they didn't even say you couldn't buy cars in the future. They pulled the note.
1: They pulled the note. Yeah, it was a call on the note. Wow. It was a call on the line of credit. What
0: was that? Li- I mean, you, you get that letter. I mean, the first one's bad. The second letter sounds like that was the one that was really like just hit you in the gut. I mean, what, when you got that letter, what
1: was that like? Yeah, the the, the the scariest part is that we had everything tied into the same corporate company, right? The same corporate entity. So foreign affairs, you know, quote unquote, auto sales was the same company as foreign affairs service. Legal. Right? So if we were, if we we had 60 days to pay back all that money or they had the, the right, the legal right to come and basically close our doors and liquidate to be able to recoup their money. Wow. So there, there we were in a position where, you know, back then it was what, 30 was in 30 years in business. Uh, we were at risk of losing a 30 year old, you know, family company or family business, a family auto repair business based on this scenario. So we, um, you know, we had to make the hard decision. We we had to let you know let go half of our staff. We let go all of our you know auto sales staff, our salespersons, our our, our porters, our washers, and we made a family decision. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna focus on our core business, which is our repair. We're gonna jump into the front line. Uh, my dad, myself, and uh, in, in a good. Former employee was now a friend. Uh, we jumped on the front counter as service advisors, and we're going. Okay, we're, we're going to get us out of this hole and, re, and repay this this huge note that we have sixty days to pay. We we were able to uh, you know put together our savings and 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 pay back the bank, and then for about twelve to eighteen months, uh, packed lunches and and just one customer at a time. You know, get ourselves all, all hands on deck out of this uh, hole that we had put ourselves in. I mean, the the company was at, at the brink of almost folding at one point.
0: Did you know that some web design companies use the same wording across all their client sites? Unfortunately, this common practice is noted by Google as plagiarism, which will cause your site to be ranked lower. That's why it's critical that whoever makes your shop's website knows better. That's why so many top shops trust Leads Near Me to create and manage their shop's websites. As Google certified partners, they know how to make a top ranking website from an insider's perspective. Get a free site analysis by visiting leadsnearme.com or calling 888-953-2379. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. Walk us through, like, how did you get through that?
1: Yeah, it was uh, taken every day, day by day. One day at a time is all we could really focus on, right? We knew that we needed to give everything that we had one day at a time. And if we did, we were going to be able to get out of that hole. We were going to be able to come out on the positive side.
0: So if someone's listening and, and they, you know, they're on the brink of financial ruin, or you know, they have had a note called, or, or some other just financial, you know, catastrophe is occurring for them. You know, definitely taking it day by day. But are there any other clues that you could leave for someone going through that uh, on how to make it through? I mean, you made it through and you're thriving now, and I'd love to talk through that in a minute. But uh, I I feel. I feel like that it would be very important for us to talk through some strategies on how people can get through that themselves.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be overwhelming. It could feel overwhelming by just taking it day by day and slowing everything down and looking at it as one customer at a time, right? While always always giving honest service, right? Mm -hmm. You will come out of it. If you really want it that bad, if you really want the end result, you will come out of it because you will do everything in your power to get yourself out of that position. It was struggling. There was many struggles. There were many days where, again, I mentioned packed lunches. I mean, there was many sacrifices that that we had to do. It uh, It was a very humbling moment as well. But, again, you will do what you have to do once your back is against the wall to fight to fight for your company, for your livelihood, for your family, you know, and for your dream and that that's that's what it was about just every single day
0: when all this was happening, did you have other areas of the business uh become effective financially, like did you guys fall behind on bills, you know facilities like did any of that occur at the same sure. time?
1: sure, absolutely, you know we uh, again it's it's prioritizing. You got to keep the lights on. you got to keep your your people paid and employed. Keep your parts vendors paid and just keep everything and then keep everything going. Once you get some room, then who's next? Who's next? who's next? And then it creates like a snowball effect basically that you're able to get you know, get yourself out of this out of this hole.
0: What was it like at at home? you know, your, your lifestyle shifted dramatically. Um, what did that affect at your home life?
1: At that time, um, we, we were expecting a baby. Uh, So we were expecting a, a newborn baby. So that, that was an added, uh, motivation, you know, drive for me. Uh, I knew that family was growing and I knew that we needed to get out of this and we needed to, we needed to come out on the other side. So uh, my wife was very, very supportive of of the situation. Uh, Again, it's all about sacrifices. Um, You know, fast forward to, to today. I mean, that was what, 2016. So we're, you know, six, seven years down, down the road. Um, We're now, you know, seeing all the rewards and, and, uh, the rewards of of our sacrifice, the sacrifices that we made. But it's just, again, it's it's just taking it day by day and and knowing what you have and knowing what you can't do and, and going at it.
0: Was there any point in which you guys felt like you should just call it, call it a day, go bankrupt and move on? That was never
1: an option. It just was never an option. It just never was an option. This was, this was our, you know, this was our family business, uh, you know, again, that I'm second generation, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing strong when a family business works, there's nothing stronger than a, than our true family business. Cause you know, that when, when, when things get tough, there's nothing more important than, than your family and what you've created. So it's just, that was just never an option.
0: Were you guys pretty united in what route to take and different strategies or was there, um, you know, was there disagreement or discussion among the family on what to do?
1: No, no, there was uh, there was only one strategy available and that was survival mode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that, that was it. What do we need to do to survive? You know, um, I jumped on the front counter. My dad jumped on the front counter. Uh, my mom did everything and everything in between. Uh, it was just, it was survival mode to, let's just get out of this.
0: Yeah. So y- you go through that period of, of just, you know, bag lunches. You know, you guys are working all the roles in the business. You're making it happen. You guys have made the commitment to each other that we're going to see this through. Tell us when when things started to shift. What was that like?
1: Mm-hmm. It just it 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 got easier. It got easier. Cash flow, you know, began to to get better. Uh, you know, we were now seeing money in the account. Um, it, it was basically a startup company all over again. Like it, all those struggles that we had or that my mom and dad had when they started the company in 1982, <laughs> that was basically what we went through again in, in 2008. It was all those struggles of, 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 a startup. You know, you, you're doing everything yourself. You have very limited funds, very limited resources. I mean, we, we had, as I mentioned, we had put all of our savings together to, to pay off this bank. So it we were all wiped. We were, we were restarting. It was, it was a restart. Um, but it also it was a it, that was a very very valuable time in in my life that that I learned a lot uh, it gave me a lot of life lessons uh it It taught me the value of what we were looking for in a representative of our company right so I worked at the front counter, so now i know now I knew exactly what I wanted who I wanted to represent in our company as a service advisor, right? I knew exactly what that person you know, was to act like. I knew what that person was to look like or what that person was to you know, um, to create. So that, that, that was a very, very valuable uh, part of in our company history that, that I really, really cherish. I feel that if, had I not had those few years of, of struggle and being on the front line of the battlefield, that I wouldn't be at where I am today.
0: Was there a point when you guys felt like, oh, we're completely through this or was it a very, did it just, you know, day by day just get better and better?
1: Yeah. Uh, The moment that, when the date came that all of our, all of the loans that we had to take out, all of the money that we had to put together, when everything was repaid from, you know, that whole mess, that was a day where we said, oh. This is done. That chapter was closed and we never look back.
0: What happened after that?
1: It's happening every single day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's happening every day. Um, the shop continues to, to grow. Um, as I mentioned, we're now uh, servicing over 4,000 cars uh, a year. So uh, we just continue to grow and grow and grow. And uh, we have a great team. Uh, family is still involved. Um, you know, mom and dad are, are much less involved uh, today, but but they still love being here, and and they still love being part of the company culture.
0: Did that experience you guys went through as a family? Did that shape the way? Did it shape the way that you guys do business going forward? Did it make you more conservative? Did it make you? Uh, d- did it change how you guys thought about business in any way?
1: Yeah. Yeah, very much. Uh, Definitely left a scar. Definitely definitely left, um, you know, made us more conservative. Um, But we're committed to sticking to what we do best, and that's serving people and serving their cars. So that, that's our core business, and that's the business that we're excited and focused on growing. Um, you know, and all these side tangents and and other ideas of of other business opportunities, now we just, they come and they go, and they're in one year and out another year. But now we're laser focused on what we do best, and, and what we do best, we believe, is auto repair.
0: If someone's listening and they they kind of get that bug, whether it's, you know, auto sales or... U uh, haul or, or some other auxiliary business to their repair shop. Uh, what advice would you have for them on how to decide what's a you know what's a safe move and what's not
1: a safe move? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Uh, but my advice would be give it a lot, a lot of thought. Think of the effect that it will have on your current business, or the, or the effect of your current business, because a lot of times it becomes a distraction. Right. Um, that exactly. If we look back at the years that we focused on trying to grow our auto sales, what what could have happened to our auto repair business? Had we taken that same focus or, you know, um, put in that same level of energy and attention into growing our our auto repair business that we had already gotten to a, a level of success? Right. Um, I, I am truly convinced that we would be four or five, four or five times as big as we are now. You know, we lost a lot of time. We lost 15 years. Yes, we lost. We, yes, they taught us a lot of lessons. Yes, they're very, very invaluable. And I, I wouldn't change anything because uh, I appreciate those lessons. But what if? What? Where could we have been if we had been laser focused on what we know we do? We do best.
0: What's next for you guys?
1: Expansions in our future. You know, we we want to go multi store. Uh, we are we're in the process of of exploring uh, other opportunities, you know, other auto repair shops. Uh, so we want to grow the brand. Uh, we, we have a strong belief in our company culture and we have a strong belief that we want more customers in our community to, to or we want to serve more customers in our community. So we're looking for ways to expand our reach and, and put ourselves in, in areas that we can do that.
0: Jonathan, last question. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be?
1: <laughs> what would I be? Wow,
0: I'm gonna guess it's European.
1: Yeah, it's definitely gonna be European. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely gonna be a European car, but I don't know. It'd be any car, you know. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't give you. I can't, I can't give you a good answer on that. All right.
0: But it's going to be a European car.
1: It would be a European car.
0: It, it Why would, would it be a European car?
1: Oh, come on, Thomas. <laughs> 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 now you're really pushing me here. Um, what would it be? All right, I'll give you a Land Rover. It'd be a Land Rover. Okay. It'd be a Land Rover. You, you know, it's, uh, It gives you versatility. It gives you the ability to to run through the jungle, get through all the, the you know, battle your way through everything and uh, and get to the other side and, and still look good.
0: I think that suits you to a T, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Jonathan, this has been a really fun interview. I'm really grateful for your vulnerability and sharing what was a, you know, pretty rough time for you and your family and, I like I said in the beginning. I feel like there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this and be encouraged, be helped, and, and be able to get through their own rough situations. So, I'm uh, I'm incredibly thankful for your time.
1: Yeah, I, I encourage any listeners that are that are going through rough times, stick with it, don't give up, have faith, and just give it your best every single day.
0: Excellent words. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Thomas. That was my interview with Jonathan Ortiz. I want this show to serve and impact as many people in our industry as possible. To help me in that mission, please leave us a review, subscribe to the show, and tell others about us. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at thomas at slcautopodcast.com or call 615-656-8804. Thanks. Have a great week. No two shops are the same. That's why cookie cutter advice and coaching does not work. In order for your shop to get to the next level, you must have an action plan designed around your shop's unique needs. You'll also need accountability and encouragement along the way. Let ShopFix Academy help you create your best shop. Call 615 645 3683 to speak to someone on their leadership team about seeing if Shop Fix Academy is a good fit for your shop. Learn more at shopfixacademy.com.